Advent, the 21st of December. Luke chapter 2, verses 1 to 7. Mary and Joseph had trusted God and awaited the birth of the one promised at the dawn of time who would save humanity. They had the difficult and painful conversations with those closest to them and steeled themselves to the sneers and disapproving looks of those who had once been friends and neighbours. It was far from easy. But they were prepared to walk this road and cherish the child growing within Mary, counting down the days until the birth. But just because they had embraced the road they were called to walk did not mean it would be a simple one. The tides of human history still flowed, and thousands of miles away in Rome, the most politically powerful man in the world gave an order that would cause turmoil in the lives of the expectant couple. There was to be a census of the entire Roman Empire on the orders of Caesar Augustus, the man who had triumphed in the fractious civil war and now ruled his lands with an iron fist, emperor of the greatest empire the world had ever seen. The order went out. In all lands within the empire, citizens were to return to their ancestral towns to register. This would have huge implications for Mary and Joseph. Although living in Nazareth and Galilee, Joseph had originally come from the town of Bethlehem in distant Judea, and so would have to return there, just at the crucial time Mary was expecting to give birth. Mary and Joseph had a decision to make. Mary could have remained in Nazareth, as the census took account of the male lines, but she faced being alone at a time when she needed Joseph most among a potentially judgmental and hostile community. But the alternative was just as unpalatable. Travelling for days over hills and plains and sleeping rough on the journey, all while heavily pregnant. Caught between a rock and a hard place, they talked and finally decided. Mary wished to travel with Joseph to Bethlehem. And so they began the journey of a hundred miles. A difficult time, having to dance to the tune of a foreign despot, with the people of Israel groaning under the cruel puppet king set up to rule on the empire's behalf in their lands. But this distant emperor was unknowingly fulfilling a promise from hundreds of years before. In the luxurious marble columns of his residence in Rome, a man who had never given thought to the God of Israel, ordering a census out of a cold, calculating desire to maximise tax revenue, was unwittingly causing a promise of God to come to pass. For Micah, writing 700 years before this order, when Rome had only just been founded as a settlement, wrote... But you, O Bethlehem, Ephrathah, are only a small village among all the people of Judah. Yet a ruler of Israel, whose origins are in the distant past, will come from you on my behalf. The people of Israel will be abandoned to their enemies until the woman in labour gives birth. Micah 5, 2-3 By the orders of this emperor thousands of miles away, Mary and Joseph began a journey that would bring them to the small town of Bethlehem to fulfil a prophecy. Despite the turmoil of the nations raging and the darkness all around, God was still in control, as he had been for millennia, protecting those who carried the promise of the light who was about to break into the world. This would not be the last time this empire would unwittingly lead to the fulfilment of prophecy. At that time, the Roman Emperor Augustus decreed that a census should be taken throughout the Roman Empire. This was the first census taken when Quirinius was governor of Syria. All returned to their own ancestral towns to register for the census. And because Joseph was a descendant of King David, he had to go to Bethlehem in Judea, David's ancient home. He travelled there from the village of Nazareth in Galilee 
He took with him Mary, to whom he was engaged, who was now expecting a child. Luke 2, 1-5 As they travelled the miles, Mary was becoming more and more desperate, with her baby expected any day. Travelling while heavily pregnant would not have been easy for her, and Joseph feared for her. It was a race against time to get to Bethlehem. When they eventually arrived with Mary in the grips of labour pains, there was nowhere to stay. Why did Joseph's family refuse him safe harbour? Was it because of their disgust at him caring for a woman they perceived to have betrayed him? Was it anger at his seemingly foolish story of his heavily pregnant wife still a virgin and he having heard from an angel? We do not know. All we know is that they ended up seeking refuge in a room for animals. Dark, smelly and unhygienic. The last place anyone would wish to give birth to a child. But here, the light of the world which generations beyond counting had longed for, entered the world, screaming and crying for his mother's warmth. And while they were there, the time came for her baby to be born. She gave birth to her firstborn son. She wrapped him snugly in strips of cloth and laid him in a manger, because there was no lodging available for them. Luke 2, 6-7 In the past, many of Israel's leaders had been afraid to approach God, as they believed that the selfishness and rebellion in their hearts could not coexist with the complete goodness and holiness of God, and they feared they would be consumed. Not dissimilar to how if a bright torch were to shine into an area with shadow, the shadow would be utterly swallowed up. Moses had only been able to see God from behind, as if he were to look at the face of God, he would have perished. Exodus chapter 33, verses 19 to 23. Gideon later feared death from merely seeing an angel of God face to face. Judges chapter 6, verse 22. When Isaiah stood in the presence of God, he similarly feared for his life, crying out, It's all over. I am doomed for I am a sinful man. I have filthy lips and I live among a people with filthy lips. Yet I have seen the King, the Lord of heaven's armies. Isaiah 6, 5. A later legend had it that on the Day of Atonement, the one day a year when the High Priest entered the Holy of Holies in the Temple, where God's presence was believed to be most present, he would have a rope tied around his ankle to pull him out if he dropped dead. In all these cases, approaching God and looking upon his face meant death and judgment due to the corruption in humanity's hearts and the yawning abyss between God and humanity. Humanity feared to look in the face of God, fearing death. Such a heartbreaking difference from the intimacy of the Garden of Eden, where humanity and God had walked side by side as a father does alongside their loving child in the coolness of each evening. Such devastating loss. But now, everything had changed. For a young peasant couple held a baby. They looked directly into the face of God, and they held him close. They wrapped him in strips of cloth and laid him in the only bed available, a feeding trough for animals. Now humanity would see the face of God. They would see Jesus. At Christmas we would be wise not to rush over these verses, for they remind us of the lengths God went to for love. If humanity could not approach him, he would approach them. He became a vulnerable human child, dependent on a simple peasant couple for protection, born into poverty and scandal under a dark ruler who would soon try to have him killed. 
He left the songs of angels and was born to the sounds of hungry animals. He left the smells of incense and worship and was born into the smell of blood and animal droppings. He left the sights of a glorious throne and streets paved with gold and was born into dark and filthy stable. All this he did for love. So what will be our answer? For countless generations people feared to look upon the face of God. Now the face of God is revealed to us. And in prayer, we can walk alongside him where others once feared to tread. We so often treat this so lightly, forgetting the steps God took that first Christmas and treating prayer as something that must be ticked off rather than something to be enjoyed from which we draw life. For now, if we desire, we can look upon the face of God and find not death, but glorious life.